listening to Geek Watch One with Kylan and Ken on the Tangent Bound Network. Do not adjust your settings. Take your hands off the keys. Your search is over. These are the geeks you're looking for. You found Geek Watch One with Kylan and Ken. I love you. Me too, man. Hit me, hit me, my turn. Am I the meanest? Sure now. Am I the prettiest? Sure now. Am I the baddest mofo go down around this town? Sure now. Well, who am I? Sure now. Shogun of Harlem. For what lies ahead, ready are you? police officers. We're not trained to handle this kind of violence. Hey Geeksters, I'm Kylan. And I'm Ken. And you found Geek Watch 1. Welcome back Geeksters issue 118 or 119 <laughs> of Geek Watch 1. <laughs> you went through yeah. it a couple times. You have one job. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and we, for 100 issues, I messed it up almost every time. It's been almost 20 since that's I did true. it last time. That's I'm feeling good. That, yeah. That's true. <laughs> That's so, because last several times you had me look it up first. <laughs> <laughs> you, you were, oh, oh! We've been looking it up to make sure it's right. The truth comes out. Mm-hmm. So once again, we are. Well, yeah, you guys can hear. We are at the Malted Meeple again. Meeple. And you guys are surprised. <laughs> get a surprise because we actually are going to have the next two issues here from Malted Meeple because some people are not going to be in town next weekend. Well, it's a long weekend, <laughs> Labor Day, and there's things to do other yeah. places. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, but. Um, in issue 121, be ready because Kylan and Dawn and Jesse are all going to Dragon Con. Yeah. So we will have an update from Dragon Con of what's going on. Uh, and just, or, or at least what we can tell you. Exactly. Right. Yes. <laughs> so stuff that they can tell you on Geek Watch 1 will be on here. We may have to do a Geek Watch 1 after dark for the other half of Dragon Con. We keep promising that. <laughs> we, we, we should. Well, we should finally just give in. And Mike do it. and Derek yeah. over at Weeby Geeks are still waiting to do a Weeby Geeks after dark with us. <laughs> Weeby Geeks watch one after dark. No one ever did what we wanted them to. We're do. just gonna start recording one and then just go. Yeah, with it. yeah just <laughs> see the thing is, it's funny. A Geek watch one after dark. I wouldn't be any different. <laughs> Yeah, see, that's just it. So Ken wouldn't be involved. Yeah. <laughs> no, you just be asking, well, what's that curtail? Ken, Ken can press record, and that's all. <laughs> but um, so that's that. This actually, this week we're talking about a convention. Also, that's right. We're yeah. talking about Gen Con. The fiftieth anniversary of Gen Con was this mm-hmm. year, and they basically blew out every attendance record they could. They could write down. Yep. They blew them away. Yep. They had more people than they actually had tickets to give. Mm-hmm. There were probably people waiting there looking for tickets still. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah, the usuals who show up at the last minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But we'll have Sitting that in a minute. in line with some people who are looking for eclipse glasses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so we're going to have shots fired, shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, what did you guys do this week? Um, for this week, before went, we were going to do DragonCon. Went, went through the DragonCon app and <laughs> yeah. figured out our schedules. Um, that might be what I'm doing right uh, now. Trying to yeah. figure out, to have to remind ourselves that we can't do all the things, but there's just so much stuff going on. Yeah. Maybe yeah. Nick can blush. 
No. Yeah, right. I don't watch that much anymore. <laughs> or anyway. For, for anyone who's never been to Dragon Con, there are, it's across five hotels and there are multiple tracks. There's probably, what, 30, 40 tracks? Yeah, they each keep track, adding tracks. Each track has a full day of panels and it runs technically from Friday through, through part of Monday, but things really start up Thursday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's, there's a lot of things to go through and figure out what you want to see and do and all that kind of stuff. So, so that we did that. Oh, we also went to, um, we went to see Hitman's Bodyguard yesterday. Oh, I forgot that was out. Yes. Oh my God. Was it any good? It was. It was fun. It this, was This is its second awesome. weekend because it, it actually got number one on its opening weekend last weekend. Yeah. Wow. Well, I remember um, a couple weeks ago I showed Kyle. We made Kyle sit down and actually watch yeah, the he red band trailer. The full trailer. He <laughs> had seen the regular green band trailer, which does not sell this movie. No. 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 The red band trailer sells this movie. Yes. And the, the best. I will say the best parts are not in the trailer. Oh, that's amazing. Oh, well, except for that bit with singing with the nuns, because yeah, that the, is really funny. Still funny on the screen. Yeah. But oh. there Nick Fury and Deadpool have great banter back and forth, I'll tell you. Yes. Um, they, it was a Marvel movie because Electra's in it too. Um, so we have it, it was a what did we call it? A um, buddy action comedy romance. Yeah. <laughs> buddy action ro- romantic comedy. Romantic comedy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's it. It is like there's there's an underlying love story for reasons that we won't give it away. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's funny. It's two hours long. It, it dragged a little bit at, at spots, but overall it has a lot of funny bits. And it was. It was a lot more violent than the trailer would lead you to believe. Yes. Yeah. Even, the, even the red band trailer. Huh. Um, it's, it's, it was, like kind of yeah, like they, they flat out do the whole, you know, hitman and assassin and all that kind of thing. People getting chased and killed and shot. And wow. there were, there weren't many people in the theater, but there were these two older ladies there. They were probably in their fifties. Mm. Every once in a while you would hear, oh my. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it was awesome. It was like, what were you expecting? <laughs> They saw the green trailer. I, exactly. They just saw the regular trailer and thought, oh, it's Sam Jackson and that nice Ryan Reynolds. We'll go see that. Oh. And, and nice young boy, Ryan Reynolds. Exactly. Was, it was hilarious. Like, every once in a while, oh, my. You have to appreciate a movie so then that was really later. the poster for the bodyguard. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. It was fantastic. The what? So then she, they thought it was Green Lantern. Yeah, they remember yeah. Ryan Reynolds from Green Lantern exactly. and they've not seen Deadpool. They thought it was Deadpool. It was. Um, and it had oh. quite an amazing soundtrack. Um, oh, like, yeah. Um, mix of songs you had a bit of pop you had like some old standards and from the 50s and then you had there was like a heavy metal at one point there's 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 the there's the necessary black betty car chase yes Um, (laughs) (laughs) so so it was it was definitely fun um there there's like i said some really funny moments i don't know how much of it was ad-libbed but there has to be a lot of it there was yeah it was um there's this one part that like I, I don't think it had been it had to have been ad lib, but it was just so hilarious just watching Ryan Reynolds just yeah go off. And it, it it did make me want to go back to Holland because there's a huge, a, probably a third to almost half of the movie takes place in Amsterdam. Ah, and there's okay. a massive car, boat, motorcycle chase going on in the very narrow, tiny streets of Amsterdam and the canal and along the little alleyways. And it's awesome. It's really, right. it's really impressive that they pulled it off. Yes. <laughs> the, 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 the motorcycle stunts alone were 
Yeah, they were pretty good. They, yeah. they, I mean, for especially for it to be on these these tiny streets, yeah. the way they, the, I, I don't know how they did what they did, but wow, it was impressive. And it was. And we were the only ones, of course, still sitting there as the credits rolled. Yeah. There's a little clip at the very end of the credits. It has nothing to do with the movie. It's more like a blooper kind of thing, but and it's only about maybe a minute long, but it's really funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, being the Marvel fans we are, knowing they were Marvel people in the movie, we stayed. Well, the thing is, any movie in Hollywood anymore, you can't go five minutes in a Hollywood movie without someone who's been in a Marvel I know, movie somewhere. You, exactly. Because but they've now made so the many. Other We've is, got, what, 15 Marvel movies probably total the, right the, now? The credits are actually really long because they had units in different cities. Yeah. <laughs> so you have to get all the all the stunt people, all the filming people, all the the catering people from, like, every city. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, even, even, even the person who bought, even the, the petty cash buyer. Yeah. I'm like, man, I want like to be a petty lady. Ca- I want a movie credit. <laughs> Count those petty cash buyer. That's well, the funny thing is, the movies that we've done is, like, half the time, they don't even put you in the credits. <laughs> Depending on what you were doing. Like, yeah, half yeah. the extras they don't put in. They have a certain amount they do, and that's See, it. That's why you need to support movies, like, via Kickstarter and stuff. Because <laughs> then you're guaranteed to get your name at the end. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, my name was up there. Yeah, because half the time, how many have we done it where they, like, ended it, like... Yeah, you can watch it. They're in alphabetical order. I've said, like, H. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. But, yeah, it was was a fun movie. It's definitely one of those good end-of-summer little action-comedy-romp kind of things. So, Mm -hmm. it's fun. Answer answer that, Gary Oldman. Oh, my God, yeah. yeah. (laughs) I would would go back to see this movie again because he was just... He's quite the bad guy. He's <laughs> not likable at all. Yeah. No. no. Gary Oldman's one of those guys, though, I didn't realize. Um, I remember him from the Dark Knight and the Batman movies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it's like, then you go back and look, it's like, there's stuff that I've totally, for- like, I totally forgot that he was Dracula. Oh, yeah, he shows Brent up Stoker. in everything. He's been everywhere. <laughs> and it's How'd stuff you that he in. Well, no, I didn't know that was him. <laughs> you didn't know that was him? Well, that was, there was a you lot of makeup. You gotta remember how long ago there was. That was a lot of makeup involved. That was also <laughs> done, what, mid 90s? Yeah. Yeah, well, he was still maybe that's starting why out. he's everywhere because he is actually Dracula. <laughs> <laughs> I just came across the movie Sid and Nancy the other day. Oh I'm my god, like, yeah, Gary Oldman was on Fisher. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot, no, I forgot he was in Sid and Nancy. His early ones are crazy if you watch those, yeah, man. Wow, <laughs> some actors are just really good chameleons. Yeah, I don't know. Did we do anything really geeky other than the hike yesterday or last night? Yeah, last night. Yeah, we, we actually did crazy with recording and chasing after the dog and Yeah. We actually did more of um I can I can pretty much announce it. I have been working with we've been working with Marcus Calvert, who was at the Maple Cast last time, recording his I Villain novel to be an audiobook. We're hoping to have it out by Christmas. That's gonna but, be awesome. If you haven't caught yeah. his book, make sure to read it. Oh even, yeah. Even if you're waiting for the audio, because it's an awesome book. And yes. our friend Mark Bogner is actually doing the record or doing the audio, the vocals for it. He's actually climbing. So cool. it's nice. interesting. We've got two chapters done, um, and it's just a matter of doing I've never done anything on this scale. I did a couple of the, those two Tansom projects, which was like 15 of Marcus's short stories with Marcus reading it. Right. So it was basically me directing Marcus, which is weird because I've never really done directing, but it was fun. <laughs> what are you doing? Never mind. Keep going. That was my alarm to take my pills. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> but, um, it was, it's fun directing, but in this one it's weird because I'm basically around the booth and Marcus is sitting there directing Mark. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So it's interesting to see, and like I said, it's a, it's fun because I, I've recorded this for three years, mm-hmm. but this is a totally different animal than something like that. Um, but it's cool. Mike McFarland, our buddy, is actually letting us use his professional studio to do this. It's going to sound fantastic. And it, it's cool that as an independent publisher, Marcus is able to do it where he can make the audiobook sound the way 
it's in his head. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You yeah, know, because yeah, yeah. often the authors don't get any kind of control over, you mm-hmm. know, when it's the big name publishers and that kind of thing. Right. And they're lucky if they're asked, you know, who what voice talent they want to read their book. Yeah. But it's kind of cool when it's your own thing and you can actually do this sort of recording and, and say, you know, this is how I want it to sound. And I'm sure it takes a lot of takes. That's, oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we're not actually doing multiple takes, but it's just a matter of me, um, him stopping and then restarting. Right. But there is a lot of um, Marcus stopping Mark and actually um, having him change the inflection here and mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. to make it sound like Cly sounds in his head. Right. Mm-hmm. So you're actually going to get um, Cly the way Marcus intended it. Because quite honestly, knowing Marcus, when I read I Villain, that's all I heard was Marcus. Yeah. Like, <laughs> knowing, knowing how he tells his stories, like when we were at, um, what was it, like a year ago, we did that geek fest at the library. And yeah. Marcus, Marcus had his table set up directly across from us. So we heard every single thing he told mm-hmm. people when he was telling them his stories and that. So you know, if you've ever been up to his table, he will tell you one of his stories. Yeah. And... Once you know what what it sounds like and how he tells things, then you can't not read his book and not hear him. Yeah, like it yeah. just yeah, it's like, uh, and I think that, that that's what happened for me when I was reading. As I, even as I read the other two books in the trilogy, is that I when I hear Cly, I'm hearing, I'm hearing the way Marcus his inflection and his. Mm-hmm. I don't know. You, you like, know that wait. a lot of the conversations have just like in the background, you just have to keep telling yourself, smart ass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's like, like oh, the way the conversation yeah. it's Yes. Yeah. That's the inflection you want. Smart yeah. ass. Yeah. <laughs> um, I mean, or that, you just conversations. He's like, you say something, it's like, oh, I'm, I'm going to have to use that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got to get Marcus's okay, but I think I may ship you guys. Volume two of Tansom, I just finished last week to get shipped it to him. I may have to get to you guys. It's only like 45 minutes long. It's like 13 short stories, but they're all, Marcus's short stories are only three to five minutes. Right. Right. But there is some crazy stuff in there. It's just, I mean, well, it's Marcus, so it's got crazy <laughs> stuff in there. So that's going to be fun. Cool. Um, cool. Then last night, we actually, um, Jesse and Robin were with, with us up to the Cuyahoga Valley National Park. Mm-hmm. They had a night hike. Oh, started cool. at 9 p.m. Oh, nice. <laughs> and um, actually, nobody had turned on any flashlights. So it was great. And we did the um, towpath trail from Brexville. Okay. So um, the path is white and everything else is dark around you. So, but with no one, and it was almost dead silent. Everybody walking was like quiet. So you can actually hear, and the ranger was on um, later on about how it was crazy. She's never been on a hike that was this quiet before. Wow. Well, what was great was that there was even um, a mom pushing a kid in a stroller and the kid was quiet too. He was awake. It wasn't wow. like he was just sleeping because every once in a while you could hear him say a few things. And yeah. He kicked his mm-hmm. little feet, but wow. I was impressed. Yeah. That's cool. <laughs> So it was, I didn't that was even fun. realize he was there until we stopped and mm-hmm. had to do the five finger count. Yeah. yeah, she she was pointing out stuff like with um, when you're walking in the dark this dark. Cause nine o'clock here now is dark. Yeah, um, and how your other senses will even in that short amount of time, ten minutes of being dark, how your other senses will pick up and actually get stronger. Like you can hear a whole lot better mm-hmm. after it gets dark. Yeah, and um, like I I was smelling weird things here and there, and mm-hmm. I think what it is your it's not your other senses making up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was going to say, that's one thing she never mentioned. What? Your sense of smell. Yeah. It's kind of like the scene in The Bodyguard when, <laughs> when, uh, it was like when they're in the woods and dude's running off and then Costner sits there and he closes his eyes and he uses his ears and he shoots the guy. Like, to <laughs> or in Dark Tower when Idris Elba does it. You know, Idris Elba was, Idris Elba was copying. He's, he's all, those, all that fighting going on around him and he closes his eyes and concentrates and shoots yeah, through the cornfield and kills the guy that's taking the Because he, he hurt the guy's heart, you know. Exactly. Because, 
Because <laughs> Idris Elba's like that. It's yeah, because you really Elba. do that. that everybody knows Elba, Idris Elba's a hero. Let me tell you something. Idris Elba's one, Elba. one of the greatest British men at the moment that's out there. Yay! <laughs> Present company excluded. <laughs> That's right. I think, I think Daniel Craig would, would disagree with you on that point. I don't know. I betcha he's really good friends with Idris Elba. I bet he's not. <laughs> British version of Face Off. Yeah. <laughs> Mark Ronson's probably... I bet, I bet Mark Ronson's a better DJ than he is. See? See? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm really surprised you didn't do that. Like the guy you who plays Hodor being a better DJ. Hodor probably is a better DJ, he but he you know why? Because Idris Elba has said, you know what? I don't need to do DJs. I'm a perfect ma- master of everything else. Uh, he, he, he's a DJ <laughs> too. He actually is a oh, DJ okay. too. Yeah. He, or, 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 or as I call it, record spinner, because he just puts the record on and he acts like he's DJing. He's just oh, playing a record. Stop. What? <laughs> He's the truest form because that's where DJ came from. Exactly. Jockey, yes. So. yes. Record yes. spinning. Uh huh. That's not an insult. Man, well, I want to. Okay, you're you're uh, you're, if you're anything, from you. Using the whole laptop thing is an insult to DJ. There you go. Oh, you're from the UK, right? Yeah. Now. Did they call him the King of Speed over there? I want to know, because he came over here in some show called King of Speed, and he said that they call him the King of Speed over there. Oh, Idris Elba. Yeah, King of Speed, yes. See, I don't know, because you tell me, you said the King of Speed to me, and I think something else entirely. Oh, 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 oh you know, you might be right. See, he didn't say it was related to racing. See, oh, oh. I'm th- you say King of Speed, I'm thinking the Stig myself, but that's just me. I'm thinking you're riding the White Horse. Oh. <laughs> if you want to ride. <laughs> you uh, miss on, huh? Uh-huh. <laughs> so, Miss On, what has been happening in the world of geek news? On, on to other things. Um, something that uh, came out a week and a half or two weeks ago that we have not yet mentioned on the show um, is regarding Cleveland Concoction. Okay. Yeah. A, uh, a, a lovely convention that uh, in Cleveland, Ohio that we often attend. Um, they have announced that for 2018, they are finally changing locations. Thank oh, they're moving? Getting out of the crappy airport hotel that they've been in that everyone hates to have to go to because of the location. Terrible. Um, and having taken both in-person and online surveys about it, of course, we all know the biggest thing was parking there or lack yeah. thereof. Yeah. Um, and the fact you had to pay for parking, too. Uh, so they have found a little hotel and conference center in Aurora. Okay. Uh, which, for anyone who doesn't know, is between our area here in Akron and Cleveland, really. Um, so it's it's probably about 20 minutes away from where they were before at the airport, maybe? Yeah. Um, it's called the Bertram. It has a little more function space than the airport Sheridan did. And there are... Almost 1,000 dedicated parking spaces, absolutely free to use. Nice. So that's, that's I'm wondering one if this less wasn't, cost. Depending on the age of this hotel, I'm wondering if this wasn't one of the ones that was put in with Geauga Lake. I, that's what I was it wondering It was originally too. put in there because Geauga Lake was there. Because, I mean, the only reason you would have to stay at a hotel in Aurora was the theme park. Yes. <laughs> <So. Yeah. laughs> well, you, you got to remember, when they first built it, Geauga Lake and SeaWorld were both there on the same yep. lake. Right. When and I then, first moved um, here, I actually got to visit that yeah. before it closed down. Mm-hmm. It was, and it was the, if I remember, right, the only SeaWorld that was not open year round. Yep. yep. Right. Which is why they eventually moved it anyway, exactly. because you're losing money half the year. Yeah. 
The Batman stunt show was really good there. When they too. put in Six Flags, yeah. Yeah, that's true. We actually, the stunt team, the stunt team we work with, Mr. Fike, our stunt coordinator, yeah. actually um, choreographed the original um, fight scenes for that part. He did. Yeah. Wow. It was, tell, it was his martial arts team that was doing it. Well, tell well, him that the moves that he gave Robin were wow. <laughs> <laughs> I just remember Robin did this one move where he caught this guy's arm and then he kicked the guy in the head, came back with the heel kick, and I was just like, oh my god, they finally gave Robin some moves. <laughs> and, and yes, and, and yes, somewhere at home we do have a picture of Kylan with that Robin. Yeah, everybody, everybody <laughs> the Batman, I'm like, nah. funny if I knew him. Yeah. I said, like, that'd oh, be funny if actually I, yeah, I saw a picture and knew who I'll, it was. I'll look up the picture and see if you guys know who it is. Um, so yeah, so the uh, Cleveland Concoction 2018 is going to be there. They're going to have more details. That's a lot um, closer to us too. That's only about a half hour is, from us. It is. It's much closer, much easier for us to get to. And um, they did say that while it's not, while this, the Bertram is not uh, directly accessible from RTA, they've actually gotten an agreement with the hotel to run a shuttle um, back and forth to the RTA bus stop in Solon for people who are actually oh, in nice. Cleveland. Oh, nice. Yeah. yeah, well, Aurora, so, a lot, well, from our side of it, a lot of people didn't realize how close Solon is to Aurora. Right. Solon's the next town over. But a lot of people, I mean, you got to consider a lot of people um, go to conventions via public transport. Yeah. So, um, so this will make it easier. You'll just have to go to wherever this particular stop is in Solon when they announce it, and you can, you can get the, the shuttle from there. And of course, being that it is a, a hotel facility, you could stay there too. Mm -hmm. the, the, it says little hotel conference center, so I don't know what they mean by little um, in terms right. of number of rooms yeah. and availability. But, um, but we that will means Jesse, you need to info. make our reservation soon. <laughs> <laughs> now, well, now that they finally have the hotel, I will. Yeah. <laughs> so go go to um, go to the Cleveland Concoction Facebook page. That's where this was announced. Yeah. So they'll be putting further details, and obviously when they have everything ready cool. for next year, they'll, they'll have it up there, and we will pass it on. Well, let's stay on the convention for just a second, because um, there's been some de developments for Odd Mall for September. Mm -hmm. um, we, had, we had a meeting this Wednesday to finalize all the details. Um, Odd Mall, September 16th to 17th, I believe? Yeah, mm -hmm. right in the middle. Okay, um, at the Derby Downs in Akron, first time ever the Rubber City Rumpus. Um, there will be some crazy stuff going on here, other than just your odd mall with your cosplay and your entertainment and everything like that. They have—I don't know—I don't know how much. I don't remember what we've said on here. What we haven't. They have the Derby Downs Hill will be open yes. with cars giving rides for five dollars. If, if you've ever um, wondered about soapbox racing, this is where they have the championships every year for the kids. Well, yeah, the national, the American, all it. All-American Soapbox Derby National Championships is in Akron, Ohio. Yep. So you get to race on that track. And it's a permanent hill there. Um, and this is for adults, too. This yes. is all ages, all sizes of cars, according to Andy. <laughs> Andy said that um, they told him they have never had someone that would not fit in one of their cars. So we're going to challenge that this time. Yeah. <laughs> Six foot seven, 530-pound challenge accepted. <laughs> you heard it here. That's right. It's going to feel like real-life Mario Kart. <laughs> so that's going to be fantastic. Um, we do. I, I've confirmed enough that um, we will at least have an entertainment stage, the Ohio Burn Unit, who does, um, they do, if you look them up, they do a lot of corporate events and the Indians and things. I guess they do fire juggling and fire eating and all of this type of thing. Mm -hmm. And they will be on the entertainment stage. And um, I'm still finding whether or not they're going to actually set up a booth or not. Right. If they set up a booth, they'll be doing sideshow type stuff while they're there. 
more than likely, so and talking about the fire. Hot Burn Unit. There will be fire there. <laughs> Andy has announced that there is a geeky car show yes. involved. If you have a car that is somewhat geeky, or any, if it's a car any that may have been wrecked, or any kind of vehicle that you've built one, like we know the North Israel Ghostbusters has an Ecto Escape. That's right. They took a Ford Escape and turned it into an Ecto. Um, there's and there's plenty of other geeky cars in the area. Maybe if you, you just have, have a mystery machine, we want to see you. If you have the A Team van, if you have Baby from Supernatural, I'll say if you have a '67 Impala black, that's a Supernatural. That's right. So um, a DeLorean. We exactly. really want a DeLorean. Go to oddmall.info. From there, you choose your oddmall and um, choose the rubber seated rumpus and all the information's on there. Right. On how to do that. Or the Mach Five. Really, if you had the Mach Five. Yeah, that that would be kind of sweet. Order Mach 6, I'll take you know what? that too. I would even take um, the um, kit from the 2010 Knight Rider. Oh, definitely. That Mustang? Hey, oh, yeah. If they have a car that has a little light going across the front, we'll take it. Exactly. No, no, I just got done um, listening to Ready for What'd You Find. Oh, I was just looking at the picture for the Bertram for Or, oh, or if you have hotel. any of the yeah. kits from Team Knight Rider, uh, yes. yeah. <laughs> the, the, we, we will take anything from Team Knight Rider as well. That's right. I remember that show, and I'm watching you. The, no, the only so, thing yeah. we don't want is a white panel van that looks really sketchy that says free candy on the side. No, we, we don't, don't need that. that. No, no. I almost want to see that <laughs> sitting there just so it's in the show. Right. <laughs> I, I almost want to see that just so it's in the show and it's sitting there. That'd be kind of funny. Or a hearse. If you have a pimped out hearse, we want those too. We had yeah. one at the Odd Mall. Uh, in the parade? Right, yeah. yeah. So hopefully um, he's going to be there. Yeah, you know what? Really I want to see... Um, I just got done reading Ready, or reading Ready Player One. Every couple of months, you got to go through it again. And I, oh, his... Um, <laughs> His DeLorean from there, where he yeah. got the Back to the Future DeLorean, where he put, but in the game, he takes and um, puts the Ghostbusters logos on the doors, puts Kit as the um, AI in the DeLorean, and has the scanner bar in the front. Now, I want to see this vehicle mm -hmm. before the movie. <laughs> what, what, uh, hold on. I just realized what vehicle I would love to see there. What? Jet car. That's it. <laughs> I want to see the jet car. Rocket 88. That's what I want. Mm hmm. Just saying. That's now, really awesome. anybody who we, listens not, to our show knows what we're talking about. We want to see it. We, we're not guaranteeing any of these cars will be there, by the no. way. We just want to see them. Yeah, this yeah. is what we want to see. So <laughs> if you know someone who has a geek car or you have one yourself, go to the website, enter it. There will be prizes. Yes. Or a chariot from Spartacus. That'd be fun. A chariot from Spartacus. With the yeah. horses. With the horses. With horses. <laughs> or the horse from Animal House. Yeah. Oh, well, we know he's not. What? No. He's not. No, he's we not, don't need to go there. He's not around anymore. We're going to bring out that sound effect if you're not careful. I do have it. <laughs> Please. <I'm like. laughs> no, see, he doesn't even have to hear it. I know. I want to hear it's it. It's been a while. <laughs> okay. Okay. Well, so, um, the other one. <laughs> yeah, well, remember, Con on the Cob is coming up um, November. What are the dates? Mid November. That's Mid November. All I, I know everyone, everything Andy does pretty much is the middle yeah. of the month. Yeah. No, <laughs> yeah. I, at the Richfield Days Inn in Richfield, Ohio. Rooms are still available. Get them now, because but closer you get, the more or the less likely you are to get one on Saturday night. And mm -hmm. panels are about to be are, are about to be finalized. Okay. So and I, I can talk to you about that after this. They're, yeah. they're they're still looking to fill in the the gaming spaces too. So get yes. your games in there on the schedule because they're going to have to start finalizing that soon because Crystal has a hell of a lot of work to do. Yes. With putting that panel the the panel schedule together of the. Uh, gaming so and also the earlier you get your panels and your um games on the schedule the earlier people can actually see and plan on going to them right. yes. if you put it in at the last minute no one's gonna know what's happening right we're i mean we'll try and get the word out but right. you know yeah 
The um, longer you wait, the less people you'll that have. One thing that is in the works that I posted on just the staff page to see what people's feeling was for it, and people seem to like it, um, is potentially a geeky t-shirt swap. Oh, yeah. I heard about that. Yeah, um, Karen was telling me about that because I yes. watched it quick enough. <laughs> I put it there because a, a friend of mine recently posted that she was, like, selling off some of her geeky t-shirts, just $5 a pop for whoever wanted them sort of thing. And I thought, we all have, at least I know we do, loads of geeky t-shirts <laughs> that we may not wear anymore or no, we wear, about. you know, too much and we want to swap them or whatever. And I thought... If, if uh, people want to bring them, and for like every shirt, maybe donate a couple dollars so that this will become a charity event for us too. Okay. Um, and I'll collect, this is, like I said, this is in the works and I gotta figure out how to arrange this, but I will collect the shirts, and then there will be a time set aside where one of the, in one of the rooms where the shirts will be set out, and however many shirts you've brought, that's, how, that's however many you get to pick up. Okay. Um, so it's, it's not like a free-for-all with people who haven't brought shirts. You have to bring a shirt to get a shirt. Um, but it's, it's just a straight-up swap. There's going to be requirements in terms of freshly laundered, good condition, no holes and tears. See, that's the problem with me. <laughs> I have plenty of geeky t-shirts, but I happen to work in a factory job that it, um, where I'm mixing chemicals, I get stuff all over well, me. Well, yeah. So mine, eventually, <laughs> well, no. <laughs> my shirts, work. once they get to the point where there's where it's time to retire them, they become work shirts. Right. <laughs> right. Ah, so I don't but, have hey, a whole lot of extra sitting you know, around. No, you don't have to make them work shirts now. You can swap them out. Um, the, and there'll be no guarantee on sizes, but we know a lot of people are on the larger side of things, so there'll probably be a lot of larger sizes yeah. to swap. Um, and, but I am I am going to limit it to like no kids' shirts, because then it becomes too confusing yeah. to go between mm -hmm. adult and kids and stuff. But... Um, this is in the works, like I said, so it's something to look forward to if you have some geeky shirts to set aside to maybe do this and all the proceeds, um, it's going to go through, you know, as a Geek Watch One event sort of thing, so all the proceeds will go to our charities for this year, which are the ACLU and the Akron Humane Society. So yeah, which we, we've got like almost a hundred bucks for them already just from Odd Mall donations. Nice. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's awesome. So yeah, so that that's another thing in the works to look forward to. Keep an to. eye on the Con on the Cob website, cononthecob.com, yes. for all the actual details once it's official. Yes, because <laughs> yeah. I will make sure to post it on there for, yeah. for Andy. So, um, and then don't remember there is an Odd Mall in the middle in, in Toledo, but we'll take care of that after we get through um, September. <laughs> so much stuff to do. Yeah, Andy just keeps adding more and Every more. Every single yeah. month there's going to be an Odd well, Mall. No, no, no. The, word, the hardest part is I believe October is the target date for the opening of the Odd Mall Emporium. Yes. So he's Jesus. planning on yeah. opening a store and doing Toledo in the same month. Not it. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I gotta say about You know we're gonna, exactly. be we're gonna be um, helping set the store up. That's just the way it works. No. <laughs> okay. I'll take Heather out. <laughs> it'll, 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 it'll be a girl's store. day and we'll yeah. all just be like, go ahead, guys. <laughs> so, um... So there's a special sale going that day? Yeah, somewhere. Yeah. We'll find well, one. Last weekend... Was well, Gen Con? I have, I have what? News, oh, you got more news? Oh, my God, we were just talking about wow. conventions. Okay, fine, 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 fine. fine. You're taking out the rest of my Ken, Stop cutting her. There's just a couple of important things. One of them is that they have announced Stranger Things was renewed for season three. Is season two not out yet? <laughs> for another two months. And it will probably end with season four. Okay. Um, well, yeah, well, eventually the kids are going to get the, too old to be. Well, basically that's what they're talking about. Um, so. Uh, a quote from one of the Duffer brothers, who are the, uh, the show creators, uh, they're saying it'll be a four seasons and out, so they have a good finish to it and they can round it out. Um, he said, like, they're basically going to be approaching college age by the time they, they get through the, the timelines yeah. they mm -hmm. want to do. So the exploits will have to change and everything will be different. Mm -hmm. um, they, said, they said they just want to, uh, they don't want to have to keep adjusting the story so much. 
and they said they, they don't really know that they can justify something bad happening to them like once a year or so. So <laughs> and they're, they're going to have to like get out of town because it's always going to keep happening in town. So, um, so yeah, we have the guaranteed season three uh, and uh, the season four will end it. And we have season two coming at Halloween. We cool. That already. Uh, actually, with Stranger <laughs> Things, I was watching... Um, I've mentioned Geek Out Loud that I, one of the shows I follow. It's interesting on his Facebook page... He and a couple of other podcasters, they live in Rome, Georgia. So they, they actually, two weeks ago, took a road trip and it started hitting the sites from Stranger Things. They got like Hawkins Middle School and some of the other stuff like that and got some cool pictures. Oh, nice. <laughs> that was fun. It was fun. They hit the one arcade, I guess, that's in the beginning of the season two. They found that. They found a oh, bunch cool. of stuff. <laughs> they said that they may or may not have accidentally found the set of Wasp, um, Ant-Man and Wasp. Because it was a straight... Yeah. No. Well, no, no, no. Yeah. What it was was it was um, they were going to the, one of the sets from Stranger Things that happened to have the other one filming on it. And they didn't realize where, where they were at until I, still <laughs> Steve looked and said, wait a minute, so I recognize the name on that bus, oh, <laughs> the couple cool. of things here, and all of a sudden they found out they're on the set of Ant-Man and Wasp. <laughs> yeah, because Marvel does a lot of the filming in Atlanta. So. Uh-huh. Yeah. There and, uh, yeah, and there's certain sets that work for multiple, multiple projects. Yes. So. Well, especially if you're working yeah. with Marvel, a lot of them hit the same cities in, uh-huh. their, in their movies themselves, so they just keep sets up. That's right. <laughs> they know what they're doing. Um, and speaking of movies, the other thing I have is that the synopsis for M. Night Shyamalan's Glass has been revealed. Okay. Um, and, okay, it's not a spoiler to mention at this point that the movie Split was part of the Unbreakable Universe. Um, I still have to see Unbreakable. I think that's one of the it, few that I've not seen. Oh my God. <laughs> you have to see Unbreakable because this yeah. is like the, the next movie after Unbreakable. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's the synopsis that was released from Universal Pictures. Um, from Unbreakable, Bruce Willis returns as David Dunn, as does Sam Jackson as Elijah Price, also known as Mr. Glass. Mm-hmm. Uh, joining them from Split are James McAvoy, reprising his role as Kevin Wendell Crumb and nice. the multiple identities inside. As well as uh, Anya Taylor-Joy as Casey Cook, who was the only captive to survive the encounter with the Beast in Split. Following the conclusion of Split, Glass finds Dunn pursuing Crumb's superhuman figure of the Beast in a series of escalating encounters, while the shadowy presence of Price, a.k.a. Mr. Glass, emerges as an orchestrator who holds secrets critical to both men. Nice. So yeah. And if, if you remember Unbreakable, which is a classic, it's... You didn't realize it was a superhero movie till the end. Right. Yeah. Um, and so... Say, is this Mar- or Universal finally figuring out how to get themselves their own um, superhero universe? Uh, no. no. It's, it's Shyamalan doing his own thing. Yeah. Because yeah. He, wrote, he wrote a synopsis for Split and Glass basically right after Unbreakable. And um, the, the beast that was in Split was initially <laughs> supposed to be in Unbreakable. And then he didn't want to clutter it with too many characters, so he just went Smart with Smart move, because too many Mr. movies Glass. do that. Exactly, exactly. Focus on what's important. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so there's there's nothing other than the synopsis, no timeline or anything, but I just thought it was cool that that came out. I cool. really enjoyed Split, so I recommend anyone to go see it. We gotta see it. Okay. We wanted it, well, we, I don't know, we, I think we just were too busy we, we didn't get to see it. In theaters, yeah. But I have to admit, like, I loved, I, I loved, because when, when we saw... Uh, Unbreakable, like all this talk, man. You need to see Unbreakable, you need, and I, I don't. I think we just wanted to see it because we liked. Uh, which one was it? Um, the first one that you did. Sixth Sense. Sixth yeah, Sense. Six cents. Yeah. So we're sitting there watching it. Well, was it Sixth Sense or Signs? Which one was first? Sixth Sense. Was Sixth first. Sense. Okay. Yeah. 
So by the time we got to the end of it, I, no, I, it's like, like you sit there, you kind of digest the movie, and I was like, all of a sudden, I'm like, I look at Dawn, and I go, that was an origin story. <laughs> and she goes, Dawn's like, yeah, that was a superhero movie. I'm like, I was like, you know what? All the people that say I don't like superhero movies, they would watch this and they would love it, and then they find out what they just did at the end. Yeah. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it's like, uh, 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 you know, because I mean that's what it was, and then to, then I, it felt like I wasn't sure they were gonna do anything with it after. Then I hear about Split, yeah. and I'm like. Well, yes. see, I hadn't realized that Split was in the same universe as Unbreakable when I went and saw it. Because it was, like, on its way out of the theaters when I finally went and saw it. They were trying it. not to say it in any of the reviews. And I knew it was an M. Night Shyamalan, so I was kind of expecting a twist, whatever. But at the end, the end of the movie is just, it's so good. Just see it. <laughs> yeah. See it and love it. And if you don't love it, don't let me know. <laughs> well, we doesn't want to know you. Sit down and watch this I'll know you, just don't tell me you don't like it. <laughs> We'll have to sit down and watch those this weekend, I think, right. possibly. Yes. Yeah. You have to get Andy to see it. Heather's been trying to get him to see it for a while because he doesn't know, well, he might if he hears this podcast, that it's in the Unbreakable universe. Ah, okay. Mm -hmm. He's been chopping at the bit for there to be a sequel. Yeah. Mm hmm. So, yeah, he made Split became the sequel that wasn't a sequel. Yeah. Yeah. No. yeah. It was Split, Split I was like um, Shyamalan finally coming back to doing his twist type stuff, and you'd actually not seen it coming. Yeah, a, well, a twist that's actually a twist. Like, yeah. You know, that so many of his movies suddenly became like, Kitchen. oh, they're from the psych ward. Oh, that's a twist. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Of, a lot of people didn't like... signs when the daughter's visions or whatever were really her ability to help save her family. Yeah. Like... Signs was a horrible movie. <laughs> well, um, that's like, a lot of people didn't like The Village. I actually, I enjoyed that one. I thought the twist end was kind of interesting on I that I enjoyed one. it, but it wasn't like a really... It was what led twist up that you to the twist. No, yeah. yeah. As far as M. Night Shyamalan goes, you know you're on a path when you become a joke of robot chicken. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. true. <laughs> Very Amen. true. Yeah. So did you have any other that's news? That's all the news. That's all the, move on on the now. news. I'm just now, happy he's sticking with what he knows. Yeah. 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 He's going back to his stuff. <laughs> but um, now we're going into Gen Con 50. Now, yes. did you have any of the description? I, I didn't get a chance. I'm not seeing any pictures of it. Did you get it? Um, was there any good pictures taken of what they did at Lucas Field? The homage to the original Horticultural Center? No. Ah. Uh, because I guess they had made, they were supposedly making that a museum to Gen Con. I oh, did oh, hear wow. about the museum. I saw, um, like, the only photos I saw were little things in the museum, but not, like, an overall sort of thing. Like oh, there were, okay. You know, some of the um, original... Uh, gaming books that people wrote, yeah. that kind of thing, and, and some of the old, old, old board games and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, I didn't see an overall take on it. Okay. Um, but I did hear that, um, like you said earlier, they, they once again broke a record. Um, they had This was um, a record attendance for the ninth straight year. So yeah. every year they've been going up a, get, a bit. They went up a uh, 4% increase from last year. Jeez. And um, the visits came to roughly 60,000 attendees um, for Gen Con. And that, that was about the third straight year that they've, they've gotten up to the 60,000 point. Um, mm -hmm. And for the first time ever in its 50-year history, they sold out of all badges prior to the show. Yeah. yeah. Which was the very first. Which I think, being that it was the 50th, was a big reason for that. Yeah. yeah. You know, you get a lot of people who 
wouldn't necessarily have gone every year would want to go back for the 50th. Um, <laughs> Contrary to that, that's the whole reason why I didn't go. <laughs> exactly. Too many people. Extra busy. <laughs> and yet you're going to Dragon Con. <laughs> yeah, it was my first year there. I've been to Gen Con. <laughs> and actually, um, one of the big events this year was a They Might Be Giants concert. Mm -hmm. And it set a record as Gen Con's largest single event, surpassing 5,500 tickets. Where'd they do that at? For that, it was at the Banker's Life Fieldhouse. Oh, okay. That, that actually, no, I don't know. What? I'm trying to think where that's at. Fieldhouse means it sounds like a football stadium. It, it does. I mean, it must have been a stadium. Well, Andy was there. We could have asked him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that could, was, that could I think be it was in the football stadium because I'm trying well, to remember the, the pictures. I thought it was. Yeah, it looked, it looked open. Soil. Yeah. And it had a big screen and everything yeah. in the photos. Did it have an open ceiling? Yeah. That could have been actually. Maybe they changed the name of Lucas Oil Field. I don't know. Oh, possible. I don't know. Um, they, had, um, they said this year's convention featured about 500 exhibitors, Jeez. more than 19,000 ticketed events. And it raised more than $26,000 for their local charity of child advocates this year. So, oh, cool. Nice. So, you know, gamers doing their charity bit. Well, well, That's right. One of my co well, two of my co-workers were there this year. And one of them said that they, I think it had been on Thursday. Thursday or Friday, they tried to go into the vendor's hall. And the line was so long that they actually turned... Turned them away and told me I had to come back like around two o'clock. Oh, jeez. So, well, unlike some conventions, like you have Gen Con getting major gaming exclusives. I yeah. mean, you know, you get exclusives yeah. in San Diego for certain comic or media related stuff, but you mm -hmm. have like game related things that you won't find anywhere else. Right. And you have a lot of people collect the the dice, like they always yes. have a die that comes out every year. So, yeah. of course, you're going to have the 50th anniversary and die. And, right. Just about everybody, if they have a game to debut, First time you can buy it is going to be Gen Con. Exactly. Yes. Like um, last year, um, Upper Deck with Legendary uh, Big Trouble Little China. Mm -hmm. Yes. And they had the Pork Chop Express sitting there on the game exactly. floor. Exactly. <laughs> and they had a remake of Egg Shens right there with it. Yes. <laughs> so interestingly, uh, they did announce for next year, Gen Con's going to be at the beginning of August instead of the middle of okay. August. It's August. Well, this year I think they moved it back a week, didn't they, from normal? No, usually it's the beginning of August. Yeah. yeah so last so year was it's, beginning. It's, yeah. back, it's back to the beginning. This year was the 17th to 20th. Next year is going to be the 2nd to 5th. Yeah, that's not like the weekend so they normally do it. They they may have realized there were too many conflicts with maybe other conventions or something, or, or it's just easier for them. But apparently, um, it's been at that location since 2003, and they have an agreement to hold it there until 2020. Okay. So you're not going to get it anywhere else. I know, yeah. I know it had something also with the Indy 500 and all that stuff. That's right. Yeah. That's right. No, it shouldn't affect it. Indy shouldn't affect it, because Indy 500 is... Um, oh, no, it affects it. No, no, no. Indy 500, I think, is uh, May. Is it uh, Memorial Day? Yeah. Um, the 500, I think, is on Memorial Day. It is. Or is, it, is it the Brickyard 500? Brickyard thing? may have been closer, yeah. I think Brickyard 500 is about the same time. I mean, if they have a major track there, they're going to get some of the big races yeah. anyway. Oh, they, so yeah. it depends when... If they, they have a big out. track. Indianapolis is one of the biggest tracks in the country. <laughs> <laughs> I don't but, do the racing the thing, okay? <laughs> the, but, I read yeah, comics. Shut the, up. The Indy 500 has been running for, I think, almost 100 years at this point, isn't it? Oh. It's something like that. 500 years. That's um, <laughs> <laughs> what I'm going with. That's how much I know. Yep. Um, but yeah, the guy said that, um, he, he, he said that just the sheer volume of people there. You know, 
he and he he's not a con goer. I think this may have been his first con ever. Oh jeez, that would have been a surprise. And he yeah. said <laughs> Gen Con, and I warned I warned him about what the no what the lines were he like. Should have started with Origins at least. <laughs> yeah, but he had a good time. He had a good That's time. But he was talking. He said just the you know the lines are just like super long. Then you know once you get in the vendors halls, the, the vendor hall there, it's it's like shoulder to shoulder. You know, because on top of that, you want to buy all the things. You know, <laughs> that's so. the problem is, yeah, you make sure you have a thick wallet going when you go there. Because right. you're going to buy all the things well, that you were like, saying. Like with, with any gaming con, like you said, they demo a lot of the games in the vendor's hall. Mm-hmm. So you're not just looking at the vendors and walking away or looking, buying, and going somewhere. You're sitting there for 10, 20, 30 minutes... Playing a to game. To play a game yes. to, to see if you want to buy it or order it or whatever. And then you're going off somewhere else to one of the panel rooms to play another game. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I had the, the one, one of the things I found that was kind of interesting, they said that uh, one of Gen Con's biggest hits this year was a board game about photosynthesis. Okay. Uh, which, okay. It, it caught my eye because I'm like, really? And the game itself is actually called Photosynthesis. Mm-hmm. Halfway through Gen Con's first day, attendees had gotten every one of the publishers over th- 1,000 copies available. Oh, yeah. Halfway through the first day. Oh, I believe it. And they said one of the things is um, the, the board game, the mechanics perfectly reflect the theme in terms of, you know, uh, the establishing what photosynthesis is and the game really is about growing trees. Um, so you, you compete to grow trees and get enough light and get the right soil, but you also have to strategize and realize that your taller trees will put shadow on the lower trees so you can screw your opponents doing things like that. (laughs) And they said it's actually a lot like playing chess because you have to think a couple moves ahead of yourself to be able to know where the sun is revolving and where you're going to be on the board and what shadows you're casting and what kind of energy you're getting to grow your trees. And I'm just like, okay, it's a game about growing trees, okay. but they, they said uh, a lot of the hype was because uh, attendees thought it was, you know, quote-unquote, breath of fresh air. Because um, <laughs> it got away from the typical clan warfare, medieval politics kind of game that you get in, uh, in this kind of setting. So they thought it was interesting and really popular. So look for photosynthesis nice. coming to your favorite gaming <laughs> store soon. That's kind of awesome. <laughs> Okay, Ken, what did you have? Because I have um, a whole list of games. Yeah. Well, mine was um, Fantasy Flight announced two new releases coming up. Fantasy Flight does all things Star Wars on the tabletop. Right. Okay, if you do anything Star Wars on the tabletop, that's Fantasy Flight. Um, X-Wing, Armada, uh, the, all the RPG games. Well, they announced coming in the first quarter of 2018, we're getting um, Star Wars Legion, which is one, their first actual minis game. Yeah, I did hear about that one. And it's actually, um, and it is many figures that, um, just like Warhammer or anything else, where you get the blanks and you have to paint them. Yep. Um, it's $90 for the base set, and then they'll be releasing expansions as but we go. But you get 33 figures. Yeah. With the base set. Jeez. You get a, you get a full, well, that's like, um, I have the Warhammer 40K, one of their starter sets, and that's what it, it comes with, like, an entire army worth and of stuff. And you get to have fun with. with model glue, because they're unassembled. Yes. <laughs> so they're not only unpainted, they're unassembled. So... 
Play in a ventilated area. Mm -hmm. <laughs> now, um, this is like all the other Fantasy Flight games. You are going to have to buy probably custom dice for this game. Because if nothing else, Fantasy Flight has figured out how to sell dice. <laughs> all of their right. games use the same dice. They all use the regular polyhedral dice, but the symbols are different on every one of them. Yeah. yeah. So if you're playing X-Wing, your X-Wing dice don't work for Armada because they have different symbols on them. Well, they talked about um, this game involving tokens that you pull out of a bag. Okay. Um, that you have... Um, Tokens correspond to the ranks of your unit, and you can draw a token on your turn, activate units in the rank yeah. of that rank sort of thing. So may maybe it might not be entirely necessary to have all the dice. Okay. Well, I know um, the, first, the initial set comes with Luke and Dark Vader. Yes, because they're, the, they're your battlefield commanders. commanders. That's, That's right. right. So you can actually get Luke, Luke versus, versus Darth Vader. Um, the, I know what I'm playing if I do it. <laughs> well, the one that, that one is cool, but I'm not as big a minis guy. The one that really got me excited was one of the game, first role-playing games I ever played. Was um, the old West End Games Star Wars game. Which I don't know if you guys ever played that or... I know, kind of, you've probably at least seen the rules I, or stuff for it. I played it in college. Okay. <laughs> I think we've been through this, but it was a yeah. D6 role-playing game. Well, for the 30th anniversary of the West End Games, Fantasy Flight is re-releasing a hardbound, the original rulebook and source book. In a um, two-book slipcase for 60 bucks. Which is, $30 is about the right price for a role-playing book hardcover. Right now. Wow. Right. So, but you're, they're going to re-release the original West End games. I hope, in my opinion, I'm hoping this actually spurs a lot of people to like, hey, wait a minute, ask for more, and maybe they'll start reprinting some of the other materials. Because right. for a long time, that was all there was for Star Wars. Because yes, the game true. came out in 87, yep. and at that point, um, the toys lines were done. There yep. was a little, there was some old Power of the Force stuff on, still on the shelves. But there was no movies on the horizon at all. Mm -hmm. um, Jedi had come out four years earlier. There were no so books. So there was nothing. There was no books yet. There was nothing. West End Games kept it alive. And actually, a lot of the expanded universe that West End Games introduced is what became the actual Star Wars universe. Uh, the, city, the planet of Coruscant was named in the West End Games books and then was later adopted by Timothy Zahn as the capital of the, um, in the actual universe. And later on, um, Lucas actually pulled that and made it Coruscant in the movies. Oh, so okay. a lot, of, a lot of that type of stuff, a lot of your backstories that everybody knows about from um, the different aliens and things, was originally made in these games. Because you got to think, when the games were made, there was about four books that had ever put out, and in the movies, and then that's it. So right. any official backstory for anything, there wasn't any. So these, they created all the backstory, and then from then till now, it's still been used. So a lot of what we know as Star Wars now is because of this game. So go check it out. Um, I'm not sure exactly when this is going to be released. Let me look. If it's not here, I have the official one up here. A lot of what's at Gen Con is either fall or early next year yeah. in terms of release. And, think, and, and a lot of them take pre-orders too right now. So. Yeah, they don't have a date, but it says fourth quarter 2017. So it'll yeah. be um, fall, Soon. early winter. Maybe yes. Soon. And um, I, have, I don't have the original version of this role. I, I may or may not pick this up because I have um, the original rule book for this but I have version 2 so I don't know if I'll pick this up anyway because I have the rule book already right. Right. but um, that's one it's like I want to dust that off it may be fun to sit down and play a mission, a mission or two of that because right. it's a real yeah. simple um, system to get into and learn it was, it was pretty straightforward that from I mean, mind you I haven't played in like prom, almost 30 years but you know was, <laughs> I still I, I remember enjoying it so so right. that's that's the two I had was those two games there and like I said I was all excited about hearing about the Star Wars um, role playing <laughs> game being re released. Well, one one thing I found they were doing a lot of demos for was 
video games as board games. Okay. Um, that seems to be the big thing. Over well, the that's past big on TV right now too. Video games turning into um, TV games. Right. So um, they had IDW is coming out with Atari Centipede. Ooh. <laughs> the excitement of the Wait, video game on the board when did, game. When did IDW start making games? IDW games that they have a they actually have a, a division. Cool. Now they they create games because a lot of their uh, comic related properties are working for games now. I think um, they were the ones that put out the Ninja Turtles game. It's, yeah, it was in the last few exactly. Years. Okay. Um, so yeah, so you have Centipede, which is for two or four players. It, it has to be like an even number apparently, because um, you have like a person on each side or two on each side. It, it almost looks a little bit like um, like it would be chess or checkers or something because one person plays the centipede and one person plays the one shooting the centipede. And, <laughs> and so, so the, which, which they call the gnome. Apparently it's a gnome that is attacking ah. the centipede in case you If I remember, knew. that was actually the original story for yeah, centipede. Yeah, exactly. In case which no one ever knew because no one ever read the books for it. <laughs> if, if, you want, if you want to hear their, their down low on their game. Wandering into an enchanted forest, a lonely garden gnome finds itself surrounded by succulent mushrooms. The mushrooms are not alone, though. Roaming this enchanted forest, the gnome discovers the ruler of this magic land, the ravenous centipede. <laughs> Armed only with wits and trusty magic wand, the gnome must beat back the advancing centipede and its army of beastly bugs. Really, the board game did not look that exciting. <laughs> so, um, you have like the the I guess mushrooms placed on the board, and you have your little gnome dude, and you have the centipede dude, and they're moving towards each other and getting mushrooms, and it yeah, like I said, kind of like checkers is basically. What it but you know, it, it you know for a fun little game, you might go for it. Um, but one of the other ones I found was. Um, for Fallout, Modifius Entertainment is doing Fallout Wasteland Warfare. Hmm. Um, players build their own crew from a range of factions, allies, and characters from the Fallout series and play in apocalyptic games of 3 to 30 high quality 32 millimeter scale resin miniatures. Um, so you get all the, all, the, all the scenery, all the usual stuff yeah. from the Fallout games. From Red Rocket to Sanctuary Hills, you get Nuka-Cola vending machines, wrecked cars. Cool. So sounds like what they um, were doing last year. We um, interviewed the guys that put out um, Spartan Games, put out the Halo right mm -hmm. warfare. I mean, I think they a had lot two of different these, versions. They had their fleet battles and they had the ground warfare. A lot of these board game versions of video games are based on RPG style video games. Yeah, anyway. and shooters and stuff like that. So yeah. it kind of lends itself directly yeah. to just doing RPGs with miniatures. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, so that's not, not a big surprise, but that seems to be the popular thing. Um, and another kind of, I guess, Fallout-ish type game that, um, going away from the, the video games now, USAopoly, which is the company yeah. that created all those horrible Monopoly versions. Yeah, all the Monopoly knockoffs. Merle Rasmussen did the one for... Yeah, he uh, made one. Which one did he do? Was it the... Iowa? It was Iowa. I think Iowa. Yeah, Iowa. Every, every state, a lot of cities. Yeah. G.I. <laughs> Joe, Monopoly. Yes, exactly. Like, it's, it's still Monopoly, people. Okay? Yeah. It's still Monopoly. I, 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 I like G.I. Joe Monopoly. Pirates yeah. of the Caribbean Monopoly. <laughs> the kids got Skylander Monopoly. There you go. See? See? Well, anyway, they're they're going away from the, the Opoly bit for a little bit. They have something called The Thing, Infection at Outpost 31. And it is okay. based on it's based on the classic John Carpenter movie. Oh, nice! Um, so it's all about an alien life form um, invading an Arctic research station, and so there's it's 
you can play as one of 12 different characters and you lead investigations through the facility and you're trying to figure out who is the hidden thing, um, who's, who's infected and who's the thing. And it's for four to eight players and it says 17 and up. So it's not just, you know, a general kids <laughs> yeah. game. Um, it goes along with the movie in that regard. But I'm wondering, it's like you're playing this game, it's a board game, 17 and up, was for, now if they start to say it's for gore or something, it's like, how are you going to make a board game gory enough to get a rating like that? <laughs> the cards? Uh, yeah, maybe the art on the cards well, or something. the descriptions or something. But yeah. I mean, I, when I look at the ages for games, I think more along the lines of the amount of strategy involved. Yeah, that's what you I'm know, thinking. You know, kids' games are pretty straightforward. You go from the start to the end, and you just follow the dice or whatever. Um, so there, there's going to be strategy. It's, it's you know, if you're doing investigations and that yeah. kind of thing. And um, So a lot of these I couldn't find necessarily an age range, but that, that one gave me the age. Another one from IDW, though, they, they demoed the prototype of Legend of Korra's Pro Bending Sport. Oh, nice. Um, it was announced as part of a new deal between IDW and Nickelodeon that'll see multiple board games based on the world of Avatar and Korra getting made. Ooh, oh, that wow. could be fun. Yeah. <laughs> so they figured it was a, the, the pro bending was a natural fit for turning into a tabletop battle game. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, players take on the roles of either fire ferrets or the white hill wolf bats. Nice. And instead of rolling dice to perform combat, it's actually a deck building game. Um, where the two players take control of the teams and use their bending cards to place different element tokens over the board to try and push opponents' teams back and eventually off the board altogether to win. Yeah. So it, it actually, you know, utilizes exactly what's in the sport of the well, yeah, that, cartoon. That was actually one of the really fun parts of Legend of Korra that wasn't in um, the original Airbender was the scenes of pro-bending back yeah. and forth. Did you ever guys ever watch Legend of Korra? I did not. And, and it, it was, yeah, yeah. It was good. Yeah. It was actually... if. If you could almost like um, aged up version of Last Airbender, because okay. it was um, more steampunk because it was 1920s. Right. It was their ver their world's 1920s. It seemed like there were more adult themes to it. Yeah. Oh really? Okay. So. Mm -hmm. Actually, it's there's a Legend of Korra panel. I'm looking at it right now. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I guess they are working on a um, third series. Yeah. At some mm -hmm. point. And they've been developing. They've been continuing the stories in the comics mm -hmm. too. So then this one probably will have another generation jump. So this one may put it into what would be their equivalent of like the 50s or 60s. Cool. Because really, if you think the original um, um, Avatar Last Airbender would have been late 1800s, Wild West almost, is the way the land worked, or it's the Far East, but yeah, it would yeah. be their version of what our Wild West would have been in the, late, in the 1800s. With there's some tech, but not a whole lot. Right. And stuff like that. So. The, the last game I found that I thought people might be interested in... Um, for uh, again, it's from USopoly. Uh, is Harry Potter Hogwarts battle? Um, they were demoing. I just that. saw a bunch of ears per perk up around the table. <laughs> <laughs> See, I figure if I mention Hogwarts, someone's gonna pay attention. Leave the best for last. Um, it is a cooperative deck building game. Uh, players take on the role of either Harry, Ron, Hermione, or Neville. Okay. Because everyone's gonna want to be Neville. Um, <laughs> I don't even have to know Harry Potter to know that. Right. Uh, <laughs> and of course, each have their own personal deck of cards that gets used to acquire resources. So it's not just like a general deck that everyone yeah. pulls from. They all have their personal decks. Um, you gain influence, adding more cards to your deck with iconic characters, spells, and magic items. There's other cards allowing you to regain health or fight against villains. 
um, to keep them from gaining power, and the villains set your players back with attacks and dark arts, and so you have to work together to be able to secure the castle and, and you know, defeat the forces of evil and all that. Cool. So, it looked cool. There's, um, if you go to the, I believe it was on the Geek and Sundry website, they had, every day, they had updates from Gen Con that were primarily photos. Okay. Um, so you can just go to the Geek and Sundry site and look up Gen Con. Um, they had, like, their, their recap of day one, recap of day two. So they had photos of a lot of these games, so you can see what the play was like. Oh, okay. And what the boards looked like and that kind of thing. Because some of them, all you can find is, like, the box art. Yeah. You know, for pre-orders and stuff. I don't know how they could do it, but it's like, if Will Wheaton should have done his tabletop from there, done, like, five or six episodes of de debuting new games from... Because he's still doing that series tabletop. Well, I, I think they may have been involved in some way. Well, yeah, I know that, but I'm saying he should have recorded some tabletop while he was there. I mean, he, I think he may have been doing live stuff. There was, you know, because there's a lot of yeah. live stuff they were doing and, and that kind of thing. But yeah, they, they demoed hundreds of games at Gen yeah. Con. Okay, let's be realistic. So I only tried to pick a few that were kind of interesting and crossover our geek interests in that. Yeah. So um, it was hard to figure out a lot because there's a lot, a lot of. If you, you can go to the. If you really want to see some of the results of Gen Con. Go to the Gen Con Twitter account. They have been retweeting people's hauls from from Gen Con. Oh, All yeah. the loads of games and everything that people came home with. Oh, there's, mm -hmm. there's people so, who... Um, I've heard stories of people that will drive to Gen Con with a duffel bag for the closing, and that's it for the, their entire car, and the entire car empty. Mm -hmm. So that when they come home, they will have space only for that duffel bag and them. Everything yes. else, the entire car... Both seats in the trunk will be full of games. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I, I People save up all year for Gen Con. You have to consider, this is, this is different than a Comic-Con where you can fit a hundred comics in a bag. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> this is, you, you cannot fit a hundred games in a bag. Well, no. if you buy, like, card games. Even then, you're looking at a couple bags. Okay? And, and a lot of these card games are the deck builder type that are going to yeah. have boxes involved. So, um, and of course, there's other stuff. People got, like, um plushies of their favorite characters oh, yeah. and there's the t-shirts and all that kind of stuff so some of these hall photos the h-a-u-l by the way um that um that gen con has been retweeting they love it if you if you hashtag your stuff gen con they'll see it and they they retweet it they love knowing all the games that people got and that kind of thing so cool that's a good place to go if you want to see a lot of the pictures okay well, what else was happening at Gen Con? Did you have anything else from Gen Con there? That's all I had because there was a lot to look through. Yeah. <laughs> I know, um, like I said, Gen Con, I wish we could have went this year because we went last year and it was amazing. But the, the puppy's still too little to be leaving alone for that long. I love it. <laughs> I love it. We'll just take her with us. <laughs> I don't know about taking the puppy to a convention and having to... to she has to stay in the room all day. Yeah. What's yeah. the point? <laughs> well, she does at home anyway, but... <laughs> You, know, you, ha you have to find a reason to get her certified as a service dog. Yeah. She, she keeps talking about that, yeah. But you do have to have a medical purpose for that behind that, but, you know. Find a doctor that'll tell you you have anxiety. Well, the way my week does, that's why I need two points. <laughs> there you go. So, um, I don't know, we still got a couple minutes. What, what else we got going on? Nothing. We don't yes. usually we have nothing. We have nothing going on in our lives at all. Just, just the build up to DragonCon. Uh, That's right. Well, man. what DragonCon? Huh? We talked Defenders we talked last Defenders weekend. Last week. oh, okay. So what do you think of Defenders, though, Patrick? Uh, episode seven, or no, episode six, Sigourney Weaver. 
wow. <laughs> <laughs> see that coming, and neither should, did she. No. <laughs> That's right. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh okay. <laughs> it, it has not. It has not yet been announced that there's a confirmed second season, but there is speculation that yeah, it's, it's going to come after the next seasons of Jessica and Luke and Defender and, and uh, Defender, uh, Daredevil and Iron Fist. And, yeah, but and the season they're of still not confirmed that Iron Fist is getting a second season. Yeah, they did. They did. They did? Yeah, they did yeah. a few weeks okay. ago. Well, we know one person who won't be coming back. <laughs> <laughs> Unless they get more of that stuff. It's comic books. <laughs> it's a comic book There's series. She can always come back. <laughs> Although Stick has remained dead, like uh, so far. No, I and, saw I saw a blog yesterday that that was questioning whether he'd be back. Now in the comics, I believe he's reincarnated. Like he's a little child now, but I don't think he knows. I could see is. Stick being reincarnated. Yeah, I could see That's him being a reincarnated. Hell of a child. <laughs> I, you know, the thing is, like, I know you're not supposed to like stick, but I like stick. And I was like, I don't know. I was like, uh, well, for training purposes yeah. and his single mindedness, he yes. is a good character. Yes. But the single mindedness is his downfall because he doesn't see the good or bad behind that. Yeah. He just sees yeah. this is good and this is bad, period. Mm -hmm. So this has to be done. I, and I think, I kind of, I think because he kind of reminds me of a little kung fu master, a mm. little bit. Except he's nicer. He, I was going to say, Stick wasn't that bad. No, no. <laughs> your, your master wasn't that No, bad. no, he was nicer. He was nicer, but the focus He wouldn't just outright kill someone. Uh, <laughs> well, as far as you know. Not like as far as that. Yeah, no. exactly. <laughs> Nothing on record. Nothing on record. <laughs> but I, I have to admit, like, I, the, the, they, they, they stayed true to his character. You know, even to the mm -hmm. point when he's, he's taking out Danny. I was just like... They didn't try to make him like the lovable old guy this time. No, no, he just no. came in with his mission. He's yeah. definitely not lovable. <laughs> <laughs> no. I kind of liked him for that though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you know, yeah. even like Matt. But see, Matt kind of needed that. Just like you know, he he goes to the priest for for advice in one way. He goes to Stick. You know, for good, well, good. he needed Stick to kick him in the butt to get into training and to stop feeling sorry for himself. Yeah, that was kind of the point I of Stick like, coming out to begin with. I felt like Stick was sort of the Nick Fury of this particular show in that we need you to get your together. Yeah, mm. yes, right, <laughs> yes. right. That's very true. They they have said. Now, we know Punisher's coming next, yeah. based on that trailer. Um, Punisher's going to do some damage. Um, and they've said that it's so far expected that Jessica Jones season two is next, and then Luke Cage, and then Daredevil. Yeah. But then they've also said Daredevil might actually just trump Jessica, um, Jessica Jones, I mean, when, when she starts, and just have Daredevil come first, and then Jessica Jones season two, and then Luke Cage season two. Okay. So they, they're just wonky on that. It's Honestly, for purposes of the story, I don't think it matters. Mm -hmm. If they're not crossing, um, if, if neither story is crossing, they could put them out at the same weekend. <laughs> exactly! <laughs> Let's really have us get no sleep in one weekend by putting Let's really more than one of those. That, you know, a good portion of the population take that Monday off. Right. I mean, come on. With, with the eight episodes of Defenders, we were able to comfortably get it done. Yeah. In yeah. a weekend. Yeah, the, usually for most of these series is at 12 and 13 episodes. Mm -hmm. We're watching the last two. Um, the morning before, the morning before we record, record the show. That's right. <laughs> because it, 
even sitting down all day and watching, it's hard to sit for 12 hours and watch something. Mm -hmm. You gotta exactly. do something else. <laughs> exactly. So eight was good. I mean, you could split it up at four and four, five and three, whatever. But eight was a good number. Trying to get those extra five hours in <laughs> makes it difficult. <laughs> but um, we'll have that in, uh, in November. Technically, Punisher has not said the exact date in November. We know it's coming in November. Yeah. Some people are even saying October. It's like, no, it's November. We know it's November. It, it, no, no. It'll come Con of the Cobb weekend. Yes. You know, it will. <laughs> you know it's going to. You know, I read, actually, I read somewhere that some people... I thought it was supposed to... They were expecting, like, the first weekend in November. So some speculating the third weekend. I read a blog, and they're speculating the third weekend. If it's in November, they should have to do Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving weekend. weekend, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. They really should. They yeah. won't. Because no. I go They're going to do it Con on the Cob weekend. That's just the way it is. We, wasn't, it, wasn't there a show last year that they put out on Thanksgiving weekend? Wasn't Luke Cage last year? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Was it Thanksgiving weekend? I feel like, I feel like there was Or is that the weekend that you out. watched it? Because <laughs> <laughs> huh. I haven't even watched it yet, so I can't, can't say anything. I'm a bad nerd. Get your butt in gear! <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. What's worse is... No, Luke um, Cage was... Um... Maybe it was the weekend before. No, September 30th was Luke Cage. Yeah. Oh, wow. No, no, no. If I, if you're talking about being a bad nerd. Mm -hmm. No, I'm going to call out Mike. Why? Mike uh -oh. Emke down at uh, Mighty Marvel Geeks because he runs Mighty Marvel Geeks, okay? The Marvel Comics podcast. <laughs> he has not seen Daredevil 2, uh, what, Luke Cage or Iron Fist, if I remember right. Nope. He's not seen all the Seriously? <laughs> yeah. What's wrong with this they, I, they, they, they rely on me. Time? <laughs> because they, they, they know that, they know that, I'll, that I, I'll binge it the first weekend, and so... That's true. He does a Marvel Comics podcast. <laughs> yeah, but, he's, but you know what? He, but see, he, he keeps us uh, up on the entertainment side of the news, and... And also being able to get yeah, some he, awesome he guests. He memorizes yeah. all the all I the haven't seen releases. any of those, but I don't run a podcast about it. <laughs> <laughs> I can take my time There you and go, catch there up. you go. <laughs> Someone else is worse than me. Yay! <laughs> so, Mike, I know you're hearing this. <laughs> Jessica Jones so, my favorite. If it's yeah. I Mike, you know I got you. <laughs> <laughs> so, Jessica. I'm so, um, I'm good. <laughs> don't well, watch got, any others. Just watch Jessica Jones. Yeah. I mean, yeah, okay. <laughs> I, that I can do. So overall, Gen Con was ginormously huge this year. Of yes. course. It's just like always, and there, it will continue to be so. There, what? what was it? The, the clicks that they count, they had over 200,000. Yeah, the turnstile numbers. Yeah, turn which numbers. I want to know how they do that, because there are no turnstiles anywhere. It's just people walking in and out of the hall. So. They're, they're saying no, they have like clicks. They, they, they have people, people there. Clicking? They yeah, have people in there. Count. I remember yeah. that from last 60, year. 60,000 is the mm -hmm. unique attendee count. Like, you know, the, the yeah. badges, basically. So they know that number, basic. But in terms of people going in and out of the building and everything, yeah. That, that's when you, yeah, that's when you go in the vendor. Or they're, yep. they're sitting there, and that's why they make sure you mm -hmm. have a badge. That's crazy. And, and uh, for, for a lot of that, especially with the bigger cons, it is a capacity issue for yeah. fire mm -hmm. marshal My favorite last year was when, like, a group of people in all costumes and stuff went in. I was just kind of waiting my time to get through because I wasn't dressed up. And... The, the one who was holding the clicker, he's like, well, uh, no, I'll just punch this. And he, he just clicked it like 10 times. Like, I don't know how many people there were. <laughs> well, sometimes high volume, you know, you just yeah, kind of right. have to glance at the badge and let them go. <laughs> that's right. At some point, I'm not saying this year, next year or whatever, we got to get um, either Origins or Gen Con, get the four of us down there and actually do a show from the floor on Origins or Gen Con. That would be kind of fun. 
We'll give it a shot. At some point. I'm not saying now. I'm At not some saying point, we'll give it a shot. Well, yeah, because there was a bunch of um, lobby areas that were kind of off, yeah. off the well, side that we could do. They had other rooms in the convention center that were running um, different gaming yeah. podcasts and stuff. You can right? even, even these larger cons, they do have space for... Like little the, media the, rooms. The little that's folk. what we did. <laughs> yeah. that, that's what we used a couple times. Yeah. So, um, no, it was it was fun stuff when we went. If you get a chance to go to one of these ginormous cons, whether it be Gen Con, Origins, New York Comic Con, San Diego Comic Con, Dragon Con, um, Dragon Con, <laughs> uh, Celebration, D23, all these ginormous, you should try it at least once. Just just find your 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 fandom and you'll find a con to align yeah. with and it. And then come back and tell us. You're right, <laughs> right. You know what I wish they would do is Heroes and Villains needs to do a Cleveland at some point. Because I know they're mm-hmm. traveling with theirs. They don't have they a specific do city. That's mm-hmm. right. So I'm waiting for Heroes of Villains Comic Con. It's, it's not Comic Con. It's Heroes of Villains Fan called, Fest or something. It's just called Heroes of Villains Con, I think. Yeah, and that's actually yeah. run, if I remember right, that was actually started by Stephen Amell. Yep. So it was him and um, this company put it together, and that's why it's all your um, TV comic book stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. So um, I'm hoping that eventually we'll get that a, in It's kind of like a small version of San Diego Comic Con. Right? Yeah. And then, the and they fo- yeah, they focus on TV and some movie, mm-hmm. so that's good. That would be a blast. But um, I I don't know. Is there anything else we got for the show before we wrap this up today? I think we're good. I think so too. <laughs> I think. Well, geeksters, remember you can always find us anywhere, everywhere on the internet. It's Geekwatch One. If you um, go to a search bar on any social media, put in Geekwatch One. If you don't find us, let Miss Dawn know at Geekwatch One at gmail.com. She go will take care of the first two pages of Geeky Watches first. <laughs> well, if you put Geekwatch One with the um, the letters O N E, not the number one, you will find us. If you don't find us, let Miss Dawn know. She'll take care of that problem. That's right. They they won't know what hit them. Nope, nope, nope. We got dogs. We can feed them too. That's, That's right. right. <laughs> so, um, but also um, we are members of the Tangibound Network and Weebie Geeks Network. Tangiboundnetwork.com and WeebieGeeksPC.com. Um, and I think that's just about all of it. Um, so for Dawn and Kylan and Vicky and myself and everybody else from here at Malta Meeple, just remember... No matter where you go, there you are. You're listening to a Weeby Geeks Network podcast. <laughs>